of worship episode 19 so it's me Stuart back from holiday and now busy with my work and uh, yeah, well the episodes and the remix of uh, Lauren Daigle so keep up with the episodes to listen more of uh, our journey to our uh, own tracks and mixes so this week we have a lot of new uh, remixes of uh, Christian house and also regular house because there is uh, so much good music around the world and uh, well the first song uh, I want to begin is a remix of Chris Holland so keep up and we'll see ya, bye! To come clean I've been hiding, I've been sleeping with the enemy But I'm begging now on my knees The morning after is a sobering reality seem to be so few and far between It's a bitter taste, like a bad dream But every nightmare you were right there holding on to me Oh 
Yeah, I'm leaning on the source Crazy how you always help me run a steady course uh, You take your time, ain't no really need to force Move with you, took your kids to arenas from the porch It's your plan that I'm seeking If I'm not, I'm tweaking Then I always get to reaching Then you get to teaching I'm Michael Phelps Cause I'm always falling off the deep end You pick me up and like a weave you show And then we reaping uh, Life is crazy, but you made me stick it to the play I never thought my situations would be memories I'm standing next to the man like my name was Clay Move with you, man, I know it is a brighter day In you I live and move, sir So move is what I do I'll lift my hands to you I'll give my thanks to you You give your energy to me I'm in a season of blessing right now, or I'm going through a really hard season right now. Let me tell you the truth. All of us are going through a season of blessing right now, and all of us are going through a really hard season right now. It just depends on which angle that you catch me from as to what season I look like I'm going through. If you see me from one side, from my good side, I might look like the most blessed man in the United States of America, in the continental United States of America. But on the other side, I yelled at, I yelled at one of my kids, who shall remain nameless, right before I came to preach to you. But you didn't have to see that. So now I'm a man full of the spirit and wisdom up here. Give him a praise. Let it be done. Receive your rain. We're like a flood. I was coming through like a flood, but a different kind of flood. Just a few minutes before I got on the stage. Just both. 
I could preach the Bible and want to beat your behind both in the same two-hour period, in the same 120 minutes, because I'm a pastor, but I'm also a daddy. And if you disrespect my wife, I will turn into something else because I'm a transformer. I'm a go-bot. I'm both. You gotta know how to be both. <laughs> Whoa. It wasn't in my notes. But he kept trying to describe the kingdom. He said, it's like the, the seed was good and the weeds were bad, but they both grow together. Isn't that so true? They both grow together. The opportunities grow, and so do the responsibilities. God, take me deeper in my walk with you. Okay, As you go deeper, you're going you're to gain intimacy with Christ, and then you are going to also gain awareness of your ignorance, because the closer to him you get, the more you're going to realize how much you don't know. So it's like, I want to know you more, but the more you come to know Christ, the more you're going to know that you didn't know him at all. That's why I liked Ecclesiastes 11. I was reading that how Solomon had chased things that he called vanity or meaningless. It was like the sense that in the context of having success and fulfillment, if you have one without the other, it's problematic. What you really want is both. See, like if you have success but not fulfillment or wholeness, that will feel to you like the ultimate failure. Because to chase what you thought you wanted and to get it and it didn't do what you needed done makes you feel like, well, what do I do now? That's the point that he was writing from where he said that there are certain things that you just don't know. And he mentions two things in Ecclesiastes 11. Because all of us struggle from time to time when we are sowing, when we are investing, when we are living our lives and doing the things that we believe that God has called us to do without knowing whether it's making a difference at all. There's so much you don't know. Solomon says if you, if you watch the wind to see if it's blowing right, you will never sow. And if you watch the clouds to see if it's dry enough, you will never reap. Your mind will always find an excuse for you, will always find a reason, will always find an indication that this is not the right time. And so Solomon is giving advice. He's saying, just like you don't know how the breath enters the bones of a woman in the womb. Now, granted, we have ultrasounds now, but it's still, it's still true to be said today that there is a part of the process of human life that, that we can't put on a sonogram. There's a part of it, he says, there's the bones, and then there's the spirit or the breath. Hebrew word ruach. It's the same way that God breathed. It's, it's the spirit of God, the ruach of God in the Old Testament. He said, there's the bones, and there's the breath. There's the structure and there's the spirit. And if you have structure but not spirit, you don't have life. If you have spirit but you don't have structure, you don't have life. In a few weeks, I'm going to be teaching our staff 
on our annual staff advance, and I'm doing a whole session just around this verse for leadership. Because in church, you can pray for the Spirit of God to come, but if you don't have structure, if you don't have any capacity to manage what God brings you, it will simply be irresponsibility and wishful thinking. On the other hand, you can have organizational charts and resources and all of the things that would tend to make people think you are successful, but without the Spirit. Just without that thing that only God can do. Can I tell you something? I can get up here with an outline and an outfit and think that I have something to say, but there's a part of me that knows, because I've been doing this for 14 years now on this stage. Well, not this one. We had different buildings, but at this church, as the pastor, and there is a certain thing that God has to do that I can't do, and I don't always know what he's going to do. So there's a part of me that came in today excited to preach to you because I had a structure. I have some scriptures, but there's a part of me that knows that God, if you don't blow on this, if you don't breathe on this, if you don't do that thing that you do that I can't do, if you don't tear open somebody's facade and speak down deep in the places of their heart, then I'll just be a clanging symbol. I'll just lose my voice, but I won't say anything. God, I need you to breathe on my life. I need you to breathe peace. I need you to breathe joy. Because, God, I can get a big house, a nice car, the right clothes, and a lot of people. But if you don't breathe, I won't be fulfilled. If you don't do it, it won't be done. I need both. I need the bones and the breath. I need the structure and the spirit. I, I need, I need, here's what I love about it. I need the friends and the enemies. I need both. I was amazed how Jesus, when he was putting together his kingdom dream team, knew that one of them was a devil and kept him anyway. John, I understand. The disciple that Jesus loved. At least that's what he put in his own bio. <laughs> of course you chose John. He's going to take care of your mama when you're gone. And of course he chose Judas, because Judas was the one who got him to the cross where he paid the price that he came to pay. You need both. You need wheat and weeds. And if you try to pull them up, you try to get the stuff out of your life that you don't like, you'll tear out the wheat, the substance. You'll tear out the thing that God is growing. Because, see, what would happen if you planted this particular type of, of weed, or some versions call it the tares, the, the wheat and the tares, it, it, it looked the same on the surface. But, but, but where it was really difficult was underground, where the tares would intermingle with the wheat, and the root systems would get intertwined. And sometimes what God is doing in your life beneath the surface, the, the pain is intertwined with the purpose. You hear me? The thing that you don't like about yourself is sometimes the thing that God is using. And we, we ask God to use us, 
and we ask God to do his will in our lives unless we don't like it. And then we want to root that out. And so then it's like, well, God, I want you to do this, but not that. And what Solomon said is what Jesus said, you don't know which one is which. And so we have to be very careful when we are trying to do our own gardening. Because I don't know about you, but I am not a horticulturist. I don't have a lot of agriculture experience. I was preparing this message, and I had this weird memory of being a little boy, and my mom had this little flower bed outside our house, and one day I decided to be helpful. And I came back to the uh, door, and I was so proud. I was like, Mom, and I had my hands full, and I said, I got all the weeds out of your flower bed. And she looked like she wanted to slap me, but she restrained herself. She said, those were the flowers. But I didn't know the difference because I was too immature to know the difference. And sometimes we are spiritually immature and we are running from things and removing things and resisting things. And in the process of trying to pluck out the weeds, you're removing the wheat. If God answered every prayer you prayed right now, I'm sorry, Bruce Almighty was a pretty good movie. It would screw up the universe. It would ruin your training. Look, can I teach you a little bit? All right, so I used to not be able to do a pull-up. I'm not going to lie to you. I was 22 years old, and I had never done a pull-up in my life. So I start training to do pull-ups, and I could do some pull-ups. One day, this guy told me that I had to do not only pull-ups, which was a feat of accomplishment for me that I worked my whole life toward to this point, a culmination of my entire life's effort in the realm of exercise. He's like, now I need you to do a negative. I said, what's a negative? He said, well, there's two parts to every rep. There's when you're going up, and there's when you're coming down. But there's just as much benefit in coming down as there is in coming up. I'm going to give you seven seconds, because if that hits you right, you will start to see that the things in your life right now that you perceive as negative might be a crucial function in building your strength and your stamina and your hope. There are some things about God that you can only learn going down. Ask Peter beginning to sink when he felt the grip of the grace of God through the hand of Jesus of Nazareth, and he said, Now I know that you're Lord.
your bed Can't escape all the lies in Oh, just wanna feel alive inside Open up my eyes Open up my eyes, yeah I just wanna chase the sky tonight Can you take me higher? Can you take me higher? I just wanna feel alive Open up my eyes Open up my eyes, yeah Wanna chase the sky tonight So can you take me higher? Can you take me higher? 